Hey Jeremy. Hey Raphael. What's going on? Are we going to do the hey hey that we, or is that just a sound check? Is it? Hey now, hey, hey now. Hey. Yeah. Um, I I had a, I just looked at the audio recording on QuickTime and it starts recording and it starts with kilobytes and then becomes megabytes as the timer goes on. Oh. But I had a discussion today. How do you spell kilobytes, the abbreviation? And I thought it was capital K, capital B, but it's lowercase K, capital B. Because there's um. There's kilo, kilo, kilo bit, but kilo, kilo bits, yeah, that's right. That's lowercase b, but I thought mm-hmm. the 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 k was uppercase, but it's not. And I think what's even more confusing is it's byte. Are bytes not base ten, but kilo refers to base ten, like ten, one hundred, a thousand. Yeah, I, I was reading a little bit about it, and it it used to be in increments of ten twenty four uh, mm-hmm. to the power of ten twenty four instead of a decimal system, yeah. but now the modern operating systems, it is decimal mm. based. I don't know. Mm. Pretty good. The reason it came up is I have my exhibition in Germany and we're, we're working on the press release. And the main thing is this project I did, 81 Horizons, and the the smart contract, which is the whole show, is under 10 kilobytes. So we were like, how do we spell kilobytes? Mm, interesting. So, I've been dealing yeah. with kilobytes recently as well, trying to compress um, a filter. Like you have to keep an augmented reality filter kind of below eight megabytes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. so every kilobyte, I've been like trying to do this off. piece. Yeah, I've been trying to get this really complex filter and I'm like, gotta shave another 10 kilobytes. I thought filters <laughs> were rule based or are they image based where you insert textures and then yeah i guess you have all you can do both assets. you can yeah. yeah you could program like a shader but i this in this particular filter there's a bunch of assets yeah with textures like because it, yeah. it uses it has artworks from from a bunch of shows all in one kind of museum thing on your face and, and are you using the the snapchat authoring environment i am i'm still using lens studio which is kind of the best and i i, I think we talked about developers I, I mean i know we did a few episodes ago but it's great because I have access to their developer team and they want to see me succeed and stuff. Um, and is, know, it, is it I, hard to come up with new ideas because they've made so many? Well, I had a filter go viral for like a few days at the start of the year, and I, oh, which I wasn't expecting. Like, you know, go into the tens of thousands of yeah. views. Uh, what was the idea for that one? Uh, it was two. One of them was like, um, it's from a show and I had just made them public and I didn't know that people would find them but one was like it like co- covers your mouth and puts like a mute icon over it it's like force mute and then the other one you have to smile until a progress bar fills oh. all the way to 100 um, yeah, yeah yeah I'm, I'm looking at train your Instagram you right now but is, can I find it on your Instagram no no I didn't even publish that's why I said I didn't publicize it so um I don't know how this stuff sometimes gets picked up, like whether it's like an influencer picks it up for a day and goes. You I, know, I'm sure it. Snapchat also has a button that they can say, "Show this to a lot Make of this, people." This this feature this artist today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you're right. No, I think for but, a while um, there was a, a team at Instagram that was doing suggestions in each category. So you you sign up for Instagram back in the day and be like, mm-hmm. "I'm into cooking," and it would recommend these ten accounts. Or I'm, and they put me on the art 
uh, like s the first selection. And so I got a lot of followers with people who don't like my work. So <laughs> I've always had this sort of high follower Pollution. count, but low uh, conversion mm. as far as likes. So. I have a very um, low follower count compared to you, though, I think. But I I feel like each person I know, at least, yeah, I, I kind of I have some, I can figure out some relationship and then to them. This podcast is always about Constant Dulat, but he, at some point, <laughs> yes. threw a bunch of fake followers at uh, uh, everyone around him. So everyone had exactly 100,000 followers. And, mm -hmm. and then there was a purge of fake followers by Instagram and, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I still, yeah. it, it, it's, it's funny, the different social media, like, because Instagram is so image-based, it's more the classic art world, and because Twitter is so uh, link-based and, and uh, information-based, that's where the crypto world is, and mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. guess I should get my own Discord, it's really where the crypto people are. Is Twitter still working with, like, the Elon stuff? I've noticed a lot more video in my feed. Like, it seems well, more like TikTok or something. I don't have a feed because I don't follow anyone. Mm. So and what's I going on with this, like, private? Everyone's going private on Twitter or something? Did you see that? Like, you can, like, stop posting publicly and just post to, to oh, like, followers? I don't, know. I don't know anything. I just post my stuff that's all mm, right. Like, for okay. me, it's, it's really uh, the equivalent of classified ads or something. Like, I just put something there. It doesn't mean I'm going to read all the other ads. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I yeah. see. Um... So yeah. it's more like it's just your distribution. Channel. It's like your little. Um, it's my it's newsletter. Like yeah. yeah, it's your newsletter. Yeah. 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 Cool. But yeah, it, so I, 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 it does seem. Um, it it seems very random what stuff takes, what what stuff goes well, what doesn't, and uh, like the same posts on Instagram and Twitter or any or YouTube or whatever. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it it's a giant mess, and I think you just have to do everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I used to follow all of the stuff like that really closely. I think no one really follows anymore that way because it's viewed as unhealthy. I mean, I remember when they tested like even hiding it from people. What um, do you mean? Like likes and stuff like that. And, but I guess lots of people read other people's stories. So they're not just using it as a newsletter because that would be just, every, oh, no one, you'd be, everyone would be creating content and no one would be reading it. But, yeah, um, yeah. I thought the, the, the average is, 90% uh, consumption, 9% curation, and 1% creation on, so, on social mm. media. Something like that. So the, cr the creator economy is, is just the 1%. <laughs> yeah, back to that adage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the golden number. I always thought when I heard 1%, I'm like, that sounds like okay odds, 1 against 100. Well, um, yeah. every metric always comes back to a creator with more than 10,000 followers, at least in business, because I serve creators at work, but it's always like, we're not interested until 10,000 followers. And I've never really understood where that number comes from. It's kind of arbitrary. Um, but, you know, because I don't have 10,000 followers on one platform and maybe across yeah. all of them. And, but that kind of proves your point because you're not making a living from your art. Oh, man. Biting. <laughs> no, just uh, like it's true, it's you, true. you said something and it appears to be true. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think there are, I mean, I know I follow some people with that I, I would assume are making a living because it seems they are, but I guess you can never make any assumptions. Um, well, there's a lot of independently wealthy inheritance money in the art world. So. Mm -hmm. But there was always that thing, a thousand followers, wasn't there? Like, you know, if you're a, a thousand band, true fans. 
true yeah. fans. That's it. That, yeah. that was the Kevin Kelly wrote that article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he meant ten thousand. He was ten x off. No, but I, I think ten thousand <laughs> followers doesn't mean that they're true fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just like, oh, I'm following a bunch of things. Doesn't mean you're absolutely gonna buy every album. But yeah, it's funny too because at work we know there, we study the formulas for who becomes successful, and I know the formula, but I don't want to follow it. <laughs> okay, and so what's the formula? It, the for, Well, like if you want to make a living from your followers, the formula is really straightforward, which is um, start by giving something away for free, like, you know, on a regular schedule, which you do. That's when you post on social media. Then like uh, have access to like a slightly higher, like an accessible low cost item like, like, like a paywall and type of like thing? an entry-level paywall item like for five to 25 dollars i remember kickstarter even coaching me on this when i did kickstarter like 15 20 mm. years ago and then and then for like the really engaged fans you send them exclusive access to a high tier item high high cost item yeah like a yeah. you know expensive course for 600 dollars or you know exclusive coaching or whatever you want to yeah. sell yeah um yeah, that's enough for lots of folks to make more yeah. than six I mean, figures. It, I think it's also um, the 10,000 number appears to be true because our podcast doesn't have 10,000 regular listeners, so we're not monetizing it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because we practice uh, pushing people away mostly. Yeah. <laughs> how, to, <laughs> how to make people actively uncomfortable on board. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, say so the same which, thing all over again, especially the things that appear not to be interesting to anybody. Well, also, yeah, we started recording today with that, with no topic in mind. Um, yeah, we're freestyling. Yeah, we're just freestyling. But um, it seems like a lot of stuff is happening. Um, top of my mind, I think, that we haven't talked about on the podcast is, um, you know, AI. We have talked about it, you know, in the past, but really in the last... I, I, yeah, it's funny. I have such a... I always have a thing with new technology that I think it's... Uh, but it's not new. Yeah, yeah, but VR comes along and I'm like, that's never going to work. When mm. blockchain started, I was like, that's too complicated. And now with AI, I'm just like, it's just a morphing filter. That's all it is. And then yeah. uh, it, I guess with blockchain, I was disproven, but I think it's still too hard to use to become mainstream. Mm-hmm. VR is definitely not successful. I think that's safe to say. But everyone, the blockchain is a creator tool. Yeah. I don't think it needs to become mainstream. To your point about consumption versus creation. Well, I do think if it would be as easy as the app store to buy stuff, then the clientele would be a hundred thousand fold. So I do think that would be awesome, but that's another podcast. But my point is VR, blockchain, AI, whatever. Everybody's like, what's the next 10,000 X investment? Where, where can we, well, it kind of came out of nowhere with the chat GPT stuff. Like I saw a graph. No, no, no. I saw a graph today where like Google searches for chat GPT. And when I say, I don't know, we're in the last six months went from like, you know, well, first there was the Dolly, the the image thing that was really popular too. Yeah. No, I know. But I think what the, I mean, I can remember 10 years ago, like being, talking to people about this stuff. Right. And, and I did magenta back then. I remember I did a show where I generated music with ai but the, but it what's why it, it's on my isn't it always just a remix tool like a, a morphing tool to like you put it's a blender it's like a vitamix you put a bunch of things in and something comes out yeah it's it's a generative model yeah. and you're into generative art but I, I think the reason it's top of mind for me and i 
I'm sure this is not the reason you'd be interested in it, but like, uh, <laughs> or I shouldn't be sure of anything, uh, is that Google is for the first time kind of, um, you know, kind of sending signals that it feels threatened, um, like it, its position yeah. in the market might be Well, yeah, because it's, you can ask it questions and it will give you answers without any uh, ads mm-hmm. or any sort of commercially directed links. Yeah, and I can remember really, really early on in the history of Google. Remember how they used to advertise it as like this, you know, the, the simplicity clean, of the interface, yeah. the clean interface. But if you've been on Google recently, it it hasn't been getting cleaner in the last. I get, I get, <laughs> I get so annoyed when people talk about ads because I'm just just install AdBlock. It doesn't cost anything. Mm-hmm. It's three clicks and it's. Out I don't of even life. mean that. Like I'm just going to go to Google.com right now. And I'm an interface designer by trade. Oops, yeah, yeah. googly.com. But how many ad blockers are you using? None. Because I, I, I do artworks that have ads and I don't want to block them. So, I, um, I, Okay, let me tell you about my blockers. I have Adblock Plus. And, oh, that's it. I have another one for cookies. It also makes the internet faster. I used to have this other one. Oh, Disconnect. There it is. I have Adblock Plus okay. and Disconnect. And so Disconnect stops tracking. The main reason, I don't care if people track me. Well, this is interesting. Okay, so I just typed in Good Point into Google. Yeah. First of all, it's, there's some kind of lantern festival going on. That's They're still doing the image thing. That's cool. Okay. I've got the navigation along the top. All images, maps, videos, news, more. Who knows what's under more? Books, flights, finance. Then I've got tools. Okay, then under that, there's like a tile. Well, there's several tiles on the screen in front of me. One is, so I, I typed in Good Point, and up came in the last seven days the analytics for Good Point uh, 280 impressions, average position of 9.5 in search, one click. So, like, some, I didn't ask for an analytics data <laughs> on this query, right? Mm. And then on the right, there's like good, there's like a map with a good habits mission. And a whole bunch of address information, and then people also search for, and then under that, like but, good uh, point tattoos. Did you search the word "good point" or "good point podcast"? Just good point, but actually, okay. good point podcast came up first, FYI. Be- so. But when I search the word "good point," I'm getting thesaurus.com, seventy-five synonyms to the word "good point," and yeah. then talkenglish.com, then Urban Dictionary. So you're Noth- getting a different, about a podcast. different view. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it must well, be because like, of all my blockers. Sure. Or like the, you know, the algorithm, but the, the, the problem I have with what I'm looking at right now is just that like, it's asking me to do a lot. It's trying to guess at what I want, but it's not able to guess very well. Um, Sometimes I have to question you because you, you seem very influenced by the verge and publications like that, but in your daily life, how Mm -hmm. often is this a problem? Um, I mean, I'm, that's not what I wanted to talk about, whether or not I thought it was a great interface or not. I really wanted to just like, no, 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 but think I, about I, there's the what press release of, of ChatGPT is going to replace Google and they're getting nervous and whatever. Yeah. And then it's like in the day to day, how often is it an issue where you're like, man, Google's a mess. I used to just have clean search results. Yeah, I'm just more interested in like something not, that I'm we thought was so dominant. I'm not trying to accuse you of anything. I'm just curious if mm-hmm. it really is a thing or if you've been led to believe that it's a problem. <laughs> Um, I don't know if I've been led to believe, but you're right. There's been news and like Microsoft is like going to update Bing, which was always a punchline, right? To be more uh, conversational AI. Yeah, but I'm always trying to bring you to the personal. So how often Mm -hmm. has it been that you're like, 
man, this privacy is an issue. I'm going to switch to DuckDuckGo. Or, no, no, no. I don't care about privacy. I've, yeah. I've said that many, many times. And, and then as far as ads in Amazon search results and Google search results, has it ever misled you that you thought you were going somewhere that was an authentic search result, but it was an ad? And uh, That there were too many ads? Well, like I said, yeah. I don't block ads because I'm interested in ads. I'm just, you know, like, and, but this, I know you're trying to make it about me, but I'm just saying like, for the, for the, for Google to be threatened means that there's someone greater than myself. But um, it's the same question of Twitter. You're like, oh, I read that Twitter is in trouble, blah, blah, mm, blah, blah. And I, I just so use Twitter every day. Social speculation. I haven't seen any change. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. zero difference. Well, we can just stop talking about this. It won't be a very interesting podcast. No, no, that's not what I'm asking. <laughs> but I'm asking about your personal reality versus PR. I would say the personal reality is I do end up doing multiple searches to try and find the right thing on Google. I don't always get the first result that I'm looking for. Um, I would say that that's been true for quite some time. And it's getting it gets harder and harder to find yeah. what I'm looking for every I, I, year. I do think one of my problems with search is on Amazon that all the bad products of fake brands, that's really annoying. Mm -hmm. I feel like that they have a lot of work to do there. Well, yeah, and the reviews are now gamed. And then yeah. even, so one of the types of of searches I do that's probably more often than tech search is like image search. Um, I, and I actually use image search to find text stuff, information sometimes because... Because it seems like the image search is less gamed. Like it's more authentic. Yeah, and also I can, yeah. I can browse images in a way, like the other day I was just looking at the dimensions of my car and like, because I wanted to fit something in the trunk. And it would be useless to try and do that by text. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, and because none of the responses were correct, by the way. And yeah. also, there was a lot of spam in there. And it was like, oh my God, how am I going to ever find this one simple number? But then in an image search, I could see an image of the measurement and the trunk. Yeah, so yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. verified right there. There it is. Um, and, uh, uh, the, the whole thing of ChatGPT and the AI, Google already does these snippets that are very helpful and I so I often stay on the Google page and I don't even I'm looking for a question and the answer is right there so I don't have to go to the page so you have the opposite experience to me yeah which is problematic hmm. for the writers of those articles who are not getting any traffic but well I think it's it would get worse over time because like how can you sift through the entire internet it's just getting but that's the AI question like can AI become not just um, a tool to show you 10,000 options, but can it select an option out of 10,000 web pages? Mm -hmm. and, and well, it's funny because like the search for the good best. point brought up 12 billion results. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a very big term. Like, yeah. yeah why even put, yeah. why even put all the pages, you know, like yeah. the, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to spend the rest of my life browsing these results. Well, let's just say that that slogan of McDonald's, billions and billions of burgers served. And somebody's like, you can stop bragging. We, millions is uh, enough. Yeah. I mean, what I think is unfortunate, though, is like there's a lot of SEO hacking that I experienced. And this is personal experience. I don't know if people are talking about this or if there's hype, but like I experienced companies coming along with a lot of money in SEO and disrupting my like corporate brands that I was managing. And it was not because they had a better product that they'd be listed higher. It's because they gained the algorithm. Um, and I think like that's true on TikTok, on YouTube. So there's a certain frustration in the world. And then I think it's funny that there's this like 
chatter that chat GPT or AI, you know, new conversational AI tools or Google's next tool are going to, you know, change the game because it's been proven that they're fact, they, they, they like present factually incorrect information, yeah. right? On a regular yeah. basis. From what I hear, a lot of people are like, oh, I heard about chat GPT and then I put a bunch of keywords in and it, the result was terrible. Mm-hmm. I have, I tried the Dolly image I generator yeah. and I got kind of bored and I, I saw that Seinfeld generator that just generates sort of these pixelated yeah. Seinfeld episodes. I saw that too. Yeah. yeah. And at first I Endless was really Seinfeld. impressed, but then when I tried to watch it for more than three minutes, I'm like, no, this is not going anywhere. <laughs> this is not entertaining. No, no. I <laughs> no, mean, I, I thought it was, an, at first I was, I was very impressed and I was talking to my friend saying, oh, this is more interesting than most of the exhibitions I've seen lately mm-hmm. in museums. Like this is a very interesting abstraction mm-hmm. of, of, of a sitcom but then i tried watching it and i'm like ah i don't know i can tell you the way we think about it at work is like it's ai will provide the draft and then you edit the draft right and so it'll just be like you know similar to an architect who yeah. generates five well, that's that's you know, similar to a building. uh the iphone becoming the draft for a photo edit like a magazine editor because now they could have 10,000 photos to choose from because there's so many people at the crime scene or any mm-hmm. news event. But it's also, it, it lowers the bar of the average quality. How often do you use the like, you know, on Gmail or in LinkedIn, they'll like suggest a response to a message? Do you uh, ever? Maybe one out of every four emails. Uh, yeah. So if that's, I'm in a rush. Yeah. That's useful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like, I would not use the word artificial intelligence for that. That's like, it's basically a big database with uh, fitting mm-hmm. assumptions. It's and pattern matching, but that's all it is. That's yeah. all any of this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so maybe for some people it's like, wow, this person's going to, the, the next judge and lawyer and writers and authors, all those jobs jobs are gone. And I'm like, I don't think so. Mm. I was talking to a friend recently and they're like, you know, I'm going to start writing my next grant using ChatGPT because it's just bullshit <laughs> anyway. And yeah. I thought... Well, there's hmm. been a, a bunch of those international art English generators, right? Mm-hmm. But that, I realized that... That, that, like, langu- that language is so opaque. Well, because someone else was telling me a few weeks before that, like they had noticed that in Alberta, one of the granting bodies doesn't even really read them. It's they just algorithmically scan the grant and then like either just if they notice anything that's kind of off, then it gets flagged. But most of the time, if you just like they actually I won't say who they copied and pasted the previous year into the next <laughs> next year and they were and they got their money. And I was like, OK, this is like, well, that's we a, were already bit, in this. A, yeah, I, I don't know. But it, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole of. The art world mm. being stupid. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I mean, I, it's just on my mind because I've been thinking about... Um, well, I'm, I'm playing the character here of like artificial intelligence is not that impressive. And I would love to be convinced otherwise. Okay. I can convince you of something I think is interesting. Yeah. Are you, are you I mean, <laughs> the one thing that seems very useful is it helps coders to give suggestions and, and autocomplete and all this kind of stuff. Right. Like, um, GitHub copilot is, uh, yeah. like the, the, like being used quite very actively as something like, I can't remember the percentage, but a large percentage of developers are now using it daily. Yeah. And it, it always seemed to me, there's so many programmers programming the same thing. Like they're all doing a shopping cart 
they're all doing a login. Well, not only that, like when you're programming, yeah. a lot of it is remembering the syntax. Yeah. And so, so like, it's, like if an, the syn- it's yeah. an active dictionary. Yeah. 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 Like the number of times I look up HTML tags, even because I'm not like, a, I'm not doing advanced programming all the time. Right. But, or like, how do I do this in JavaScript? And I'm just looking for like the basic and then I'm going to modify it. Yeah. Right? And I, I don't mm-hmm. think anybody thinks that's a bad thing. No. So if that, that could happen that's in almost real time. like uh, as what, what GPS did to driving, mm-hmm. maybe some people think you should know the map uh, in your own head, but most people are very happy with GPS. Mm hmm. I think the thing that I'm interested in that maybe won't blow your mind, but is like, I've often argued that like, this is years ago, I started to argue that the, I was interested in what was the video, what had happened to the video camera. Like, so remember the video camera became available to consumers in like 1970s and it was a way of recording reality. And then um, you know, webcams didn't get introduced or like, I mean, obviously the home video camera revolution that took all the way through the nineties, but then starting in the early two thousands, cameras were attached to computers for the first time. Right. There was experiments before that with artists trying to attach cameras to computers and it was possible to do that. But the webcam, the way we understand it, like sandwiching a camera and a computer doesn't really arrive until the turn of this century. And what I find interesting after that is, I mean, people are talking about how phones have become like the camera is not a camera, it's a computer. I know that was like on the verge if you want to yeah. just like call yeah, me exactly. up for that. Yeah. But I, I, that's not what I was ever interested in. I was more interested in what hap- what's the next camera and from what, what I was advertising. The, like the way I, Snapchat says that they're a camera company, not a social media company. Kind of, but I think Facebook is the closest to a camera company or Amazon because they went beyond the image sensor and they started accumulating data in, you know, these things called data lakes and sometimes not even with any like known use for the data. And I I remember being in a company, I won't name which one, but I've only worked at three and like, we didn't even know what to do with the data or how to search it. That (laughs) seems to me, the whole privacy data debate, it seems everyone's gathering data and is not sure what to do with it. Yeah, so the what the way the conversation emerges in software companies is like let's productize this data. And what that means is let's take this data and find a use for it. <laughs> but what I think might be a really interesting way of thinking about it is um the 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 data itself is a form of imaging. Is it, you isn't know, that you th- very similar to when they started uh what's the word like getting oil out of the ground? What's the word for that? Pumping, mm, ex- extracting, yeah, extracting. Mm-hmm. and then they had to invent all kinds of products that use oil. They're, That's oh, right. They're like, yeah. So it's similar. Saran yeah. wrap. Here's a, a Tupperware, you know, yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah. Um, umbrellas or, you know, galoshes. I don't know, I'm <laughs> yeah. naming weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, but imagine if you will, like, you know how there's cameras that capture light and then there's cameras that capture heat or infrared cameras, like there's a light spectrum. I think, you know, companies like Facebook started to think, oh, well, what if, and I think, you know, you're seeing this in TikTok and stuff, what if the camera was actually gathering other kinds of information, like behavioral data? And Nothing creepy what I, going on here. And then, but the, the image that it reflects back to you, or the, you know, we talk about portraiture, um, is actually like, is the news feed, right? But, did, but it, so it, do, do you feel like then a heart rate monitor is also a camera? In, in that yeah, definition? yeah. Yeah. But so, but the fidelity of a heart rate 
uh, monitor is is only two axes, right? So it's like there's not it, the resolution's quite low, right? Like if you're trying to create an image. But imagine, if you will, 50 years from now, and it, we have the Internet of Things, and like everything's got an air tag on it, and basically every you have single a thing of you do. CPUs going through your bloodstream. And yeah, like you're, you know, cameras are seeing through walls and tracking movement and like heart rate, like you said, and like glucose yeah. level. At some point, you reach like a fidelity that's, you know, didn't, photogrammetry. Yeah. Didn't Amazon have a a wristband that was like a Fitbit, but it would read your emotions by the tone of your voice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I think I think what would be interesting to consider, like I will be, this is maybe this is like I'll be blown away when all of this data is accumulated somewhere, and it's like fifty years and seven billion people, and ChatGPT comes along and is like, oh, I've um, I've imaged what your summer vacation is going to look like based on. <laughs> The last 20 years of behavior. Um, and this is what I think reality is going to look like for you in the next 20 years. And I can like zoom in on any moment of my future. And that's like the minor- minority report, like yeah. precognition. Like, I know it's kind of cheesy, but it yeah. kind of feels like that's the trajectory. The, the only know? the only um, technology I'm really interested in is infinite ener- clean energy. That seems to me the only interesting thing. Well, we, we made progress there too recently. Yeah. This so is going to become the hype. This but, is the hype But podcast. the reason I'm curious Tech about hype. it is what will be the next thing that everybody's upset about once we solve that one. The infinite energy? Yeah, like we'll solve that and then I'll just mm-hmm. say, well, what are we going to complain about now? Well, if there is infinite energy, people will start to put up their own suns. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, yeah. I've got my own sun. Do you have a sun? Yeah. It'll be so bright. But instead of having a, this, <laughs> people have this... Uh, Futurist tendency to try to predict the future. I want to do the the bitch and complete futurism. What are, what are people going <laughs> to bitch about next? That'll be an interesting yeah. prediction. No, no, I think you're right, and I think all this AI chatter and even what I just kind of described, like I just described um, Minority Report, right, which is like a yeah. 30 year old, or, or like it was a book even before it was a movie, but like that, and that is like kind of captured the imagination of tech nerds forever, and they're always just trying to recreate that, but. Um, Star Trek did the same thing, you know, like these things capture people's imaginations and then they're looking for ways to connect the dots on the future. And and I like this episode of just sort of evaluating the near future and and what our lives are like now. So Mm -hmm. you're not so nervous about privacy issues. Where where do you think it's useful? When do I draw the line? (laughs) No, no, no. Where do you feel like the data harvesting is showing you ads that are useful to you or other things that Mm -hmm. or the voice assistant or the text prediction or where do you see this sort of data harvesting and the translation through ai or pattern recognition what are the things that are useful to you like in my actual personal life yeah yeah, like an example yeah where you're like oh this is this is wonderful i gave i gave the system all my data and i'm getting something back in return yeah it's funny like I don't. I don't think I have one that comes top of mind, which says a lot, right? Like your um, YouTube algorithm, it might suggest things, but is that so different from just subscribing mm, to feed? But it's also really simple and easy to control, yeah. and yeah. also easy to fuck up because they'll be like, just because I watched one, you know, um, I know it's furniture. At, you know, I, video, I, if I watch I one Zizek video or something, my whole <laughs> feed becomes political, and then I have to go in my history and clear the last few days and yeah yeah or i have to do a new search for something i actually care about yeah i I constantly have to 
make sure the YouTube f- feed is mostly music and uh, nothing political. And I'm very. Uh, it, what I'm saying is the machine doesn't really understand me. No, I think you're yeah. right. And we had this principle at FreshBooks. Um, every time we tried to introduce algorithms or AI, it, it failed. Like it was not more useful. And so we had this, eventually we had this rule, which was not to be clever or try and guess. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> my, my tech software so wants to suggest categories for stuff. And even if I've changed it 14 times, it'll still do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're yeah we're far off from her basically. From, yeah, uh, yeah, from yeah, Spike yeah. Jones's her. But yeah, like the 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 idea of the the computer system becoming very aware of your needs and very helpful. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll give you an example of something that someone shared with me yesterday that I thought was kind of helpful. It's an app called Beeper. Have you heard about this? No. It takes all of your social media profiles and puts all of the messaging in one app so you can oh, like how does it do that well it kind of does some middleware work to basically simulate um oh, irc like yeah, but remember that's but I like thought internet all the, relay chat all the social media companies would close off their apis and yeah well somehow it's working but i was talking to this guy and so it's it's whatsapp and twitter dms and instagram linkedin and instagram and facebook and this guy was using it and he was swearing about it but actually the truth is i would we, we were meeting up for coffee and like he didn't respond to my last message and then he sent me an emergency thing like call me and i was like what happened and he's like oh well this this app is great except when it doesn't work i was like except when it doesn't oh, work and it was yeah. like every once in a while <laughs> It doesn't work. But then it got us talking about when when all chat did have a standard called, you know, IRC. Yeah. And it did internet relay chat, you know, similar to RSS was a standard. And I remember having this is twenty years ago. I remember having like work and social chats in one app. I'm I'm looking at it now in the on their website and it says they they can import iMessage, but iMessage is encrypted and WhatsApp is encrypted. How can they get access to that? Yeah, well, I mean, this. They, I just found out about it's this It's the whole yesterday. thing that they don't allow iMessage on Android. Like, yeah, well, they've so solved it. They've solved it. It's a hard... So- <laughs> now, it just seems like this is not a technology problem. It's a business problem. So the businesses are like, no. This is a walled garden problem. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, the technology existed for standard chat, like, yeah, and, like and, I said, like 20, I, 30 years I ago. I always thought email already solved everything because <laughs> Gmail had the... Google Chat that was an interface, a chat-based interface to your emails. It, it was already there. Mm-hmm. But I bring this up because, like, in theory, the problem has been created by all of the apps. Like, we were talking about Google earlier. Like, the incremental yeah. complexity of the apps has actually made our lives harder. <laughs> and But the narrative is, you know, AI is going to make it all easier. But it wouldn't be easier unless it did this. Like, brought everything into one place. And filtered out all the noise and just let me communicate without any kind of differences between platforms. That would be, for me, that's it. Yeah. That's the killer app. Yeah, so basically we're back to IRC. high school cafeteria <laughs> and you're, like, you're not allowed at this table. Or if you well, want to talk to those that, people, you have to go to that table. Exactly. But also like the fact that AI, we would need AI to yeah, solve the problem that humans problem. had no. created. This is like the but humans what, created what, the problem. What, what has AI done for you lately? Well, I wanted to do that, and it hasn't done that yet. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what it did for me. I recently needed an image 
of uh, three rivers coming together for some stupid slide presentation. I mean, I it wasn't think, that yeah, stupid. I think for, for editorial illustrations, it's really useful. And like, I couldn't find anything on stock or Google yeah. image search. And so then I was like, AI, no, I need that these. that one like... I totally see, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it it's actually a, struggled a bit. It's a little bit similar to what happened to typography when the computer was introduced and that typography was often more custom before the computer because you had to draw it anyway. So people, mm -hmm. think, well, might as well do something new. Mm -hmm. And then with the computer, everyone became a typographer, but it meant that everyone's using the tw same 12 website fonts. And yeah, yeah, I'm really actually like upset about typography right now because um, going through like the licensing process on a typeface at work and it's like fonts have gotten only more and more expensive. Papyrus, as dude. <laughs> and I don't know if you've used I mean you've obviously used Google's free fonts but they're really bad like there's no craft in them yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. if you compare them to like some of the you know classic grotesque fonts like you said that were done by hand and like each letters and pair letter pair has been carefully considered and current and yeah I, I, I'm not I'm not so up to date there must be a whole world of new typography so it, I, I can't really speak well, there's like it. um variable yeah. fonts now like so you can yeah. have a font but I, that's I like mean infinite. more like like record covers of mm. 70s bands where they, it's like melting I, yeah 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 but anyways mm -hmm. but the, like the coca-cola logo or things like that but mm -hmm. It just has a hand-drawn feel, but this, mm -hmm. my point is more, I could see with AI images that if you take out the individual creativity and let the computer run it, that, yeah, there's a risk of becoming lazy. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, like, I, I, I've, the number one question I give, I, I get, I don't, when I'm doing artist talks these days, which is not that often, but it's always like, there's always someone in the back of the room that's like, and what do you think? about AI replacing artists in our yeah. jobs or whatever. And I'm always like, well, that doesn't make any sense um, off the bat because artistic intent is a factor of the artist and their identity. Now, you might disagree with me, but like I would have to like prompt the AI so that would make it my artwork. Um, if the AI generated something on, of its own volition, yeah. then the attribution would go to the programmer of the algorithm. I, um, I, I could see a future where... We're already kind of in an era of lots of sequels and reboots of movies. Mm -hmm. And I could see AI going further into people will make mashups and be like, okay, Seif Seinfeld oh, yeah. meets uh, Friends and create a sitcom. And no, but there's already several script writing tools. Like it was one yeah. of the first things that came but, out. But what I mean is that, mm -hmm. like I said, AI feels like a morphing tool mostly. Mm -hmm. So it's not something to generate new ideas, but to combine existing ideas and since yeah. pop culture is already in this cycle of uh, known cinematic universes that you just keep repeating, yeah, I could see. You bring this. up an interesting point. Yeah, because you remember the '90s when more that actual like morphing effect came out. Yeah, that Michael Jackson video. That's I always talk about that one. Or like you know, here's a giraffe morphing into a lion, and yeah. you're just like, but oh Michael my Jackson god! Michael Jackson had that video for the song Black or White, and it, it mm -hmm. was like all these people, their faces morph. And I remember at the time, it was like, whoa, I've never seen mm -hmm. that. That's so cool. There's a lot of manual effort to make that happen uh, in terms of like, did you ever use those morphing tools? No. You had to like position these morph points. You had to choose like, the right 
keyframes. Yeah. Well, the right, like, yeah, the right keyframe and then the right point. So you'd say, like, go from, it's more like controlling gradients. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the nose in mm-hmm. subject one and that's the nose in subject two. Yeah. Yeah. So just, like, give me a gradient between the two. Yeah. Like, that's shape blend tool in Illustrator. Yeah, exactly. Exactly like the shape blend tool in Illustrator. One of my favorite tools of all time. (laughs) (laughs) But I I actually just see it as, you know, that's, you're right. I think there's been a natural evolution from that point to where we are now. I I, I think deep down the reason I'm not drawn to AI is that it's, it's um, a tool for, uh, let's say it's a really great tool for photo retouching Mm -hmm. and like, cut out the background of a photo and I've always been drawn to geometry and simplicity mm-hmm. so I never liked Photoshop and AI just seems more of a Photoshop thing than a vector SVG thing mm-hmm. and, and like chat GPT is more for long form text and not for haiku I, I, I don't know it, mm-hmm. it just seems more in the maximal world yeah yeah I, I, honestly it's funny you mentioned Photoshop because like in my te- in the nineties, I was working in my dad's office and a lot of the jobs that I'd get as like, you know, design intern were like, get rid of this in the background or like make this, um, this photos cut, cut off, this this, thing. Yeah. you know, or this person's arm is cut off. Make sure that the, you know, they, the, their arm is not cut off or like yeah. add water here or whatever. And I actually like, it required a certain amount of precision, um, and, and now it's all, it's just a long press on a message and you drag it to iPhone. Yeah. Like you, you can take a photo on your iPhone, long press on the subject and it's cut out and then you just drag it to a chat. It, it is crazy because I was actually a master, like, um, I would never use the magic wand tool. I would only ever use like yeah. v- vector, like plot points. And it yeah, was, yeah, with, yeah. you know, the highest degree of precision. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't care that my shoulder hurts. I gotta do this. <laughs> well, because for commercial grade applications, it just, you know, that's what you had to do. But you're right. Like now, like uh, on your phone, you can do it. The long so There's been some evolution that, there. That's, that's, good... that's pretty magical. That, that, yeah, mm-hmm. I have to say. And it even works with the, our dog. So I'm like, ooh. I can remember struggling with green screen even, just like, oh, I didn't get the green even, and I had to get the special lights to make the green even so that I could separate, you know, for performance art, the, like for artworks that I was making. And like the the fact that it was on just a flat colored background, but the ba- yeah. it wasn't flat enough. <laughs> but <laughs> like then apps would struggle with that. The iPhone does have 3D data, so that's kind of cheating. Mm, no, but it can do it on non-3D images, like on images captured by other people and stuff like that. I'm pretty okay. sure. Uh, maybe it's not. It's really but... fun. I'm, I'm going through my library now and just dragging people out of the picture. What are you it's... doing with them, though? <laughs> Nothing. As right now, as we're talking, putting them about... in a little menagerie, trophy case, if you will. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. I only found out I used it by accident. Oh, it um... works with artworks too. Like just the thing hanging on a gallery wall. <laughs> This is fun. Yeah, so there's a use function. There you go. Let me text this to you. Right now. Because it's a fun one. It's Christina with her morning coffee. Without the chair. Our audience is just going to have to imagine this uh, <laughs> riveting moment. I, I, this is truly the most boring episode, yeah. Oh, wow. No, that's fantastic. It's fun. I wish our audience could see the, the quality here. This is ready for a poster <laughs> or a package. <laughs> that's a billboard. Even the hair. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good job. I didn't come into this episode with a good point in mind, though. So 
this is the I just, bad point. You know, episode. wanted to discuss generally. Yeah. No, I mean, I just wanted to generally discuss it because it's like something no, but that I, I, I think it's people are talking about quite I a lot. What's interesting to me is there's, there's different levels of expertise and skepticism, and, and so there's mm-hmm. people who are skeptic but they're not experts, and I feel like I'm on the expert side. I'm not a coder, but I feel like I'm pretty aware of digital developments, and yeah. my character is always to think, oh, it's, it's not that impressive. I'm not impressed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you're. Whereas I'm, a, I'm more creatively interested in what might be possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think. But I'm just in- interested in in shapes bouncing against the edge of the screen, so I, I don't need a lot of technology mm-hmm. for that. Yeah, I was out last night with um, you know, someone that uh, was you know like a media artist and, and here in Calgary, and um, they were telling me that in the '90s they like grew up in the prairies, like in a small town. And that they had, you know, really got into net art from the 90s. And then they started quoting kind of all, you know, these artists you and I know, like Jody and stuff and these, you know, famous works. And they they had like no one around them that they could like tell about this stuff. So they like just kept their excitement to themselves for like until like for like a good 10 years as a teenager. Um, and obviously eventually channeled it into an art career. Yeah. But the funny thing is, uh, we were talking, they had like decided that to go in the opposite direction at some point. And so we're now mostly interested in like optical film technology and stuff like, um, and, you know, transitioning back to analog. And I've had a few friends kind of do that to your, you know, kind of Grinch on technology thing. It's not, I think it's a natural I, like I, yeah, but I, to, I, I think for me, the Grinch on technology thing is, I always thought the goal of technology was to make life easier. Well, how can that be in a creative yeah. context? Like nothing's easy about being No, creative. but for example, the automatic cutout thing, you would think that used to be, give take, that used to, sp- you used to spend a lot of time on things that were not that creative. And if you yeah. take away that labor part, you could focus more on creativity. That would yeah, be Yeah, and I know Pinterest, goal. yeah. Yeah, you could do a collage. In the old days, you would take a bunch of magazines, you cut them up by hand, you have glue and collage. I mean, even packet, like all advertising was done with like literal knives, scalpels yeah. and, you know, paste. Backlit tables. And then it was re-photographed yeah. and yeah, now you're throwing it back and forth on text messages. But like what you're trying to do is also, um, there are certain limits of capability, like um, yeah, but but so the the dream with ChatGPT is that you just say, uh, "Game of Thrones meets Star Wars," and it pumps out fifteen novels, and it's fine. Yeah, I think it comes back to that SEO thing I said earlier, though, which is like it will actually get way worse uh, before it gets better. Like, but there will be some in de- like just like um, NFTs. Like, that's not no shade on NFTs, but like if as the factor of access. In, like if access increases, you're going to have a greater volume and there'll be some masterworks, but there'll also be a, a much larger number of works yeah. that are, you know, of noise, yeah. right? Like and filtering somehow, the noise is going to be hard. That's not a problem on YouTube. I feel like it's... You just find, you find the, the signal before you hit the noise? Yeah, like often I'm just searching, like looking for a trailer or a concert of a band. But don't you remember a couple of years ago when there was that scandal about children getting sucked exactly, in these YouTube algorithms. How, how real was that in your life? That's my question. Because these press releases, I'm sick mm-hmm. of them. And it's just... <laughs> <laughs> right. 
It's true. I never ended up on a murderous rampage yeah. uh, of children's yeah. videos. And so you know, maybe something. I'm privileged, whatever, or I understand the computer and I have ad blockers. But in my world, I go on YouTube, I look for something and I find it. It's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was, I, but they, I mean, I think I was thinking of things like, um, you know, the, the, the Capitol riot and stuff like that, like, you know, where there's like QAnon and, you know, there people have been manipulated to do yeah, 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 yeah. things yeah. because content. But I'm always bringing it back like, to my own life. I, I just, I, mm-hmm. I, I've never wanted to. Sp- but maybe that's why you don't want to buy real estate and you, you love living in New York. Like these are all things that don't make any sense to me. <laughs> but, the, you know, my world doesn't make sense to you. So there's, you know, the, the common argument is that AI creates bubbles around people, right? And that reinforces yeah. their beliefs yeah. because it gives them what they want. Um, and so you're just going to keep getting what you want. Like, it doesn't surprise me at all that you're more of you than ever, right? It would be really surprising if you were surprised, I think. That would be, like, true. AI had, like, so you know, like, like I, I taken you on as a project. And all of a sudden, it's someone else's inbox. It's like, oh, this is weird. No, 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 yeah. Or the AI slowly nudges you to, like, buy real estate. <laughs> and you're like like that would really surprise me yeah I, I would have bought real estate if i lived in a town like yours because it makes economic sense yeah no i know i mean but like take anything that you're you you don't drink coffee that's a better yeah, example yeah, yeah. like if you suddenly started drinking coffee i would be very impressed uh, with the state of technology or <laughs> if all of a sudden i became a bodybuilder and a, f- a finance guy yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so scary. Yeah. Uh, but legitimately, sometimes people do, do reinvent themselves. I just don't think algorithms can. I haven't said. I haven't read that article yet. <laughs> How many people do you know who really changed personality-wise? That you're like, well, they're a different person. Outside of myself, because um, I'm different. Much. I mean, maybe I'm not that different. Uh, but I have changed in some ways. I think you have too, even since I've known mm. you. To be honest with you. Like, but it's not radical, it's gradual. Yeah. And I'd say it's in a positive direction, just to give you a positive <laughs> <reach>. <laughs> uh, But radical change is rare, you're right. You know, when you see it, you're shocked. Yeah. Um, and it's like not, you know, people don't like changes. And there's the, you know, the, I don't know if you've ever seen the Kubler-Ross change curve, right? I think I've talked about it on the podcast, but like, cause any change causes anxiety and depression. So it's not... You know, it's, the it's whole rule a, is you have to lower the it's, bar. It's just uh, innate to us to seek patterns and predictability. Yeah. yeah, which is maybe the best counter-argument against AI, which, you know, in terms of use value, is that it'll never become useful because it only reinforces what's already there. You know, and that, like well, the data sets, yeah. for example, that, you know, generate the the visuals you know, that we're all like, wow, look at these portraits. Yeah, but like, you know, those portraits are generated from portraits on the internet that have existed, yeah, you know, that yeah. real artists created. And, and have you ever um, tried to use any voice assistant to change your calendar appointment or something like that? Um, no, because it, like, I'm extremely frustrated at this. I, I, I keep thinking, I hope ChatGPT like, and Alexa get together <laughs> or yeah. something like because it's yeah, so yeah, bad yeah, yeah. yeah like siri is like it was it's so unusable. bad it's almost yeah. like unusable it's, it's yeah. like someone handed you a computer keyboard with three keys instead of all of them 
Even Google, like I have a Google TV and I'm like, Google, turn off the TV. And it's like, I don't understand what you said. <laughs> you are a TV. <laughs> turn yourself Your off. Your questions are very confusing. <laughs> Would you like to know a recipe for goulash? Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want a recipe for Do you for want goulash. to delete your account? <laughs> Amazon recently has been like, do you know I can like tell you the names of five countries in Asia? And I'm like, and they're like, would you like me to tell you? <laughs> like, yeah. what are you, a five-year-old, well, I, like I suggesting things you know? Siri for Apple Music and like, did you know I can also suggest other music services? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm sure they're legally so, required to ask that. But it does, it reeks of like a three-year-old. It's like, did you know I can also chew gum while I skip or something? You know, like... <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty funny. If you take, I think if you do take a step back, you're right. There's um, there's limited, but, but it, like it's overhyped. I think the reason I'm talking about it is because the art world is is so easy to fall in love with these technological paradigm shifts without understanding them. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh yeah. wow. But I, that's why I've always said you gotta you gotta try it on. Like, yeah. Put it on like but a sweater. Then like, see what it feels oh, like. Oh, this digital artist is really advanced because they're using. AI and everybody's like, holy <laughs> shit. Well, yeah, I'm sure you go back five years and look at some of the works that were made, or even a year and look at some of the Dolly, you know, or like what was that Google one where oh yeah, like a dog. the d- deep dream, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and like you'll you'll cringe at the era that that represents, but in another year or two, you know, but it'll, nobody, it'll but reek I the don't same think thing. anybody uh, thinks Pong is outdated. The game Pong. Like that was a, mm-hmm. a clear human idea. It, it's a, an abstraction of a tennis game or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And it's this universal sure. game that anyone who learns coding in a new environment might recode Pong or the idea of Pong. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's ever outdated. It, it's timeless. I think that's a, that's a parallel, but, or maybe it's perpendicular, which is like, and I think AI will generate indexes, new indexes, like new points of origin for further but, exploration. If you think about... But can, can AI come up with a really clear idea like Pong? No, but that's my whole point is that it will always be a human that is like, oh, that's a good one, you know, and yeah, like picks yeah. it up and kind of runs yeah. with it. Because um, it won't know how to differentiate good from bad. This is the Google search results problem is like... I'm sifting through images instead of using text because I don't want to go to yeah. 10 pages that have an SEO hacked yeah. before I find how large my trunk is on and my And that one of the interesting things to me about uh, the NFT space was this idea of these collections with slight differences and that it would force mm-hmm. people to make decisions of their own. And like, why is one composition more interesting than another? But then people mm-hmm. tend to also go with the analytical list of traits and rarities which were decided beforehand so they're not really looking at the work they're just looking at numbers and there is one work that really kind of impressed me and i know it's made the rounds but you know holly herndon made her voice available for other artists um to use Uh Um, it's like a big library blob data yeah like synthesized synthesized her voice i think that's the work right and then did you um, play with it i i haven't i don't know let's look it up (laughs) because people always mention this work And for Holly, um, it's probably important that we get this right. But um, so Holly heard. I, I, I heard AI. the story many times, and I never thought to look up the voice. So it's, it's funny. Yeah. Is the it sing, a web singer interface deep where you can her just own voice. type things and it'll sing? 
I think she licenses it to others. But does she send you a hard disk or is it a... How does it work? Explains why AI vocal clones... Yeah, AI vocal clones can give fellow artists sovereignty over their work. Yeah, named Holly. Okay, the Holly Plus. So if you go to Holly Plus... Or it's holly.mirror.xyz. Oh, no. Like, everything's so complicated. We need some AI to solve this. Yeah. It's released... Holly Plus released in collaboration with Never Before Heard Sounds, the first tool many to allow for others to make artwork with my voice and will distribute ownership of my digital likeness through the creation of the Holly Plus DAO. My voice is precious to me. It is one of one. Voice models in combination with machine learning technology already allow for anyone to clone a voice to generate music. This development raises novel questions about voice ownership. I plan to decentralize access. So I'm on holly.plus and I can upload an audio file and I guess it'll sing it. Oh, really? Yeah. If you just go to holly.plus. Oh, yeah, I see the link now. Yeah. So we could do this as our final audio oh, for yeah, the yeah, yeah. field the, recording. What, but what should we have Holly say? She can sing Good Point Podcast repeatedly. That would be nice. She could sit. No, what about she said, hey, Raphael. But I, it says hey, you Jeremy. can only supp- drag audio files. So I don't know. I, we have to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll figure something out. Whatever you hear, because I think we're coming up to the yeah. end here. Whatever you hear next, it's courtesy of Holly. I don't know if we have to pay her a licensing fee. But I, do, like, I bring that up because like, um, that's what artists do best, right? They take a new technology and they kind of like probe it and eventually find some critical or aesthetic uh, meaning in it. And you do that too. I think you've done that with the blockchain work. And what's so exciting for me watching you is when you started to do stuff on chain and you figured out like formalism, like, you know, the new rules of the media, Mm -hmm. like Marshall McLuhan always says the new media is always the history of the previous media. And then eventually new vocabulary develops and that's when the actual, you know, kind of that's when there's some actual new work made and new ideas generated, uh, in a new form. So like, you know, you needed theater to get to film, but the first films were just kind of crappy versions of, recorded theater right but now like look at a film it's yeah. like insane right um, anyway <laughs> i beg to differ but that's for another the, episode. oh films have gotten worse yeah, yeah that is another episode yeah. yeah 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 you're very yeah the classics are still good yeah uh okay thanks everyone and uh thanks for just going along for the ride on this freestyle episode yeah. um we may yeah i mean i could make the the, the lame ass joke that this was all done by an ai oh yeah this was all ChatGPT. yeah yeah none of this was yeah. real blah blah yeah. blah it's not even a funny joke anymore right that's how stale it is <laughs> Ugh. i'm sorry okay well let's uh, let's try the field recording uh, we'll try to figure out holly dot plus okay thanks everyone thanks Bye-bye. Rafael. bye